This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church.
Ooh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to start with. Okay. It's just welcome, right? Welcome. Yeah, it does. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God. May God fill you with truth and joy. Our worship, our worship today parallels the Ash Wednesday liturgy. On that day, physical ashes were smeared as crosses on our foreheads, symbolizing our penitence. Today, in the stead of, of the man Jesus, in, in the stead of the man Jesus, my hands will rest upon your heads or just above them, physically assuring each person of God's forgiveness for the sake of Jesus, his son and our elder brother. Have the mind among yourselves, which which <clears throat> have the mind among yourselves, which is your Christ Jesus, who Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be propitiation for our sins. But God shows his love for us in the while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Again, Jesus having loved his own who were in the world, loved them to the end. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart uh, out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that had, was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. You shall never wash my feet. If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That is why he said, Not all of you are clean. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word of the light. Okay, now the fun part. The part everybody looks forward to every year. Our feet washing ceremony. It's very simple. Take a shoe off. I pour a little water on it. Take a towel. And that's over with. And then I get to be embarrassed also. Well, these are new shoes and I hope they don't stink. <laughs> if they stink, it's not the first time I smell bad feet. Oh, my God. Okay. You know, I am a guy. Okay. Okay. Just not worry about that. We'll just, we'll just, just do it. That's what you do. Okay. Of course, the idea behind this, just so you understand, it's just humility. Yeah. Humility. If Jesus would do this for you, they didn't have servants do this for people. Mm -hmm. So, here we go. Just towel out. I'm just going to put over it. It's going to be cold. I'm warning you now. Okay. Just a little bit of water. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. I'm just going to wipe it off. Here we go. Thank you. Very simple. Uh, Which ugly foot do I want to give you? Either one of them. I mean, feet are ugly. Feet are ugly. Well, yeah. Something about cute feet. I got swollen feet. Okay, my kids have hot feet. Not for long. Before it. Ready? Ready? Oh, <sighs> that actually felt really, really it good. It does feel good. 
palette things you want to give. Now we got to bend over too much. There we go. Beautiful. Great job. And my mom. Why are we also Why are we also embarrassed of our feet like that? Why is that such a hard thing for us to do? I don't know because we don't like our feet. Well, it's part of it. I think it's also that's just. It's very personal. It's it's it is humbling to have somebody do that for you. It's mm -hmm. oh, just a weird feeling. I think that's why they do it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We have more than dirty feet. Let us go to our loving Lord in humble confession. We are soiled by sin in our inner being, O Lord. We are helpless to change ourselves by our own power and determination. We have not loved one another in our thinking. We have found friends who might give us compliments rather than looking for people around us who may be isolated, alone, and in need of support. We have not loved one another in our speaking. We have complained about neighbors who irritate us rather than putting the best construction on their actions and trying to put a smile on their faces. Boy, that hits home. Page turn here. We have not loved one another in our acting. Used our time and energy to make our lives easier rather than lovingly assisting the people around us who have difficulty caring for themselves. Another one hits home. Heavenly Father, Show us the true humanity of our Lord Jesus. Help us grasp his great love for us on every level of our existence. Forgive us, renew our trust in your daily and eternal care, and lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Amen. God, be merciful to you and strengthen your faith. Do you believe that the forgiveness I speak is not my forgiveness but God's? I do. Let it be done for you as you believe. Okay. Because of the coronavirus, uh, we're actually actually going to lay hands upon people. We will just be laying hands above. It's a little different this year. Let's just try it this way and see how it goes. Okay. I'm sure we will be too. <clears throat> In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pretty good. Now, may the, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Go in peace. Amen. There's going to be a lot of standing. I apologize. The Lord be with you. And A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example you, that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. You can have a seat now. This will be a corporate absolu uh, absolution since there's only us here. We've already done our absolution. We're going to move on past that, okay? okay. All right. This part we'll just do sitting down until the next until the next gospel, which will be a bit bit open. Okay. Okay. 
Christ entered once for all into the holy places by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. He sent redemption to his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. For I have received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the, on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, The cup is the new covenant for my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, in this wondrous sacrament you have left us as a remembrance of your passion. Grant that we may so receive the sacred mystery of your of the symbols of your body and blood, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell, the, tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if a household is too small for a lamb, then he, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of, of persons. According to what each can eat, you shall make your own count of the lamb for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the month. When the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight, then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. In which they eat it, they shall eat the they shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you, shall not, and you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Having loved his own who were, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. All rise, please.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I will also say to you, where I am going you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise Thank to the Lord, Lord, the word, the light. Okay, be seated please. So I say good evening to you. Good evening. Children know the song. He's got the whole world in his hands. You're welcome. You'll have that in your head all night. Every power is at his disposal. Every authority under heaven and earth is his. He has created everything, and he holds everything in his eternal hands. And now, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus holds the whole world in his hands. And what will he do with those hands? He will remove the clothes with which, he, with, with which he, the eternal God, is garbed. He will lay them aside, take up a bowl of water, and use his divine hands to remove the sandals from the scummy, dirty, travel-worn feet of his disciples and hold those feet in his holy hands and wash those feet. He's got the whole world in his hands and he knows that the Father has given all things into his hands. So he takes into his hands dirty feet of the men who have walked with him day after day. God has hands. This is not metaphorical language. In the person of Jesus, God joined to human flesh. God has hands and feet and eyes, ears, fingers, lungs, nostrils, teeth, legs, fingernails, and cuticles. And with these, he descends to take up the feet of sinful men into his hands. You can understand Peter's protest his God should not wash his feet. This is unbecoming of a proper God. God should be far removed from their creations, distant from the creatures they created, especially if their creatures have rebelled and set themselves against the goodness and gracious of the God. God should not become men, should not unite themselves with the sinful humans, should not have human flesh and hands, and should certainly not use those hands to take up and wash the grime away between the toes of the sweaty, sandal-shod feet of those men who purport to follow such an incarnate God. You shall never wash my feet. So you would also protest given the opportunity. But then Jesus' words, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Frustrate Peter's pious pretentious pretensions. He relents. But he must have known viscerally that this was, this was all wrong. Washing feet is not what the Christ should, should do. 
not not what not what a god should do. This is slave labor, a, a servant's task. If God descends to take human flesh and then stoops to the lowest position, the foot washing place, the whole economy of a human of human hierarchy is turned upside down. As if that weren't enough, then Jesus then Jesus asks, "Do you understand what I have done to you?" You call me teacher and Lord, and, and you're right, for so I am. If then, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. And a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Good grief! As if Christianity weren't hard enough to buy into. Now, do as I have done to you. And as I have done is taking the lowest, most ser uh, servile position of the foot-washing servant. Love one another like that? This is painful. You'll abide with the command to love others to a point. Love one another any way you wish is the creed of American popular religion. But love as I have loved you, with a foot-washing, self-depreciating kind of love? Not for me, no thanks. You know what it means to love others as you wish to be loved? But to love as Jesus loves you, to love selflessly and sacrificially, now that's a tall order. But Jesus gives this new commandment, this mandatum novum, the reason we call today Maundy Thursday, on the night when he is betrayed, given into the hands of sinful men, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Simple. Do this, Jesus bids. Love like this, like I do. Love those who can never deserve it, those who hate you, who reject you, who are inclined towards your destruction. Wash their feet. Assume the posture of a servant, or worse, absolve their sins. Give them forgiveness for sins. Forgiveness they could, they could never deserve. Love like that. Okay? By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another like this. This new commandment he gives you, love like this, love incarnationally. Love as flesh among flesh. Love as, as sinners among sinners. Love those who cannot and will not ever deserve your love. Love to forgive those who are completely unforgivable. Love with your hands. Love in order to remove the filth, the guilt, the shame of your brothers and sisters. Love in order to get the dirt of your fellow man onto your own hands so that he might be clean. Love because your love will never be repaid. Love sacrificially. Love and never expect anything in return. 
Love as I have loved you, Jesus commands. Okay, then. Who does that? Who? No one. And yet, as I have loved you is pretty absolute. Jesus loves perfectly and doesn't wait for your love toward others to show his love for you. He loves. If foot washing were the extent of Jesus' love, that would be difficult enough to emulate. But he doesn't have hands just to take up his disciples' grimy feet. He doesn't have fingers merely as instruments to scrub between their toes. He has the whole world in his hands. And he intends those hands to be nailed to the cross. This, this is his love. Behold the man who loves those who are completely unlovable. Behold the man who loves those who, in just a few minutes, will abandon him, will flee to save their own lives. Behold the man who loves the unlovable, the rebellious, the sinful. Behold the man who loves those who could never deserve it. Behold the man who is God and who in order to love his creatures perfectly and completely has become man. Behold the man who loves the world completely and perfectly in his death and the cross. If you want to love like this, like Jesus did, like he commands his disciples to love, you will never get there relying on your own deficient, selfish love. If you want to love like this, you've got to, to be loved like this, as I have loved you, is here on the altar. The fruits of Jesus' sacrificial love are in his holy supper for you to eat and to drink. Behold the man who gave himself in the perfect act of love. Behold the man who, on the night when he was betrayed, took the bread. He blessed it, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples as his own body. Behold the man who poured his, a symbol of his blood into the loveless mouths of his disciples to forgive their sins. Behold the man, veiled in bread and wine, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, for life and salvation. This feast of love fulfills Jesus' command to love one another. Here, as you are fed and nourished with the symbols of the body and blood of the only one ever to love like this, you are strengthened, as the liturgy says, in fervent love toward one another. Disciples who feed together on the same loving Lord are united together in love. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In order to love like Jesus, behold the man on his altar. Behold the man on the paten. Behold the man in the chalice. Behold the man in the supper. Behold the man who loves you enough to forgive you freely, fully, week after week. Amen.
Let us use the experiences of the man Jesus as we pray for ourselves, the church around the world, and all people in their various circumstances. The man Jesus experienced severe hunger for all who are denied basic food, clothing, or shelter that God would provide whatever they need to support this body and life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus prayed for his circle of friends and those who believed in him. For the body of Christ around the world, that God would protect and guide clergy and lay leaders so that the gospel may be proclaimed freely and many may come to faith. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus was beaten, abused, and ridiculed. For all who are unjustly imprisoned, persecuted, and denied human rights, that God would strengthen them to remain strong under their circumstances until they uh, find freedom, under uh, freedom, justice, and dignity. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Here we go. The man Jesus was physically exposed on the cross for all who try to hide their sins and failings. Fearing God's wrath and people scorned, let the Holy Spirit would grant them faith to know that trust, to know and trust the forgiveness Christ won for them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus cared for his human mother, for all parents and children, especially those in fractured families and those dealing with daily turmoil, that our Heavenly Father would Surround them with caring friends and counselors to renew the love that they have lost. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus experienced thirst. For all whose lives are focused on relief from pain and suffering, from illness or addiction, especially those suffering with the coronavirus, that according to his gracious plans, God would bring about healing, relief, and health to body and mind. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus loved his followers to the end by serving even as their physical servant. For all who serve in homes and hospitals, all in armed forces deployed and in police, emergency and fire departments at home, and all public servants in government, that God would protect, strengthen, and guide them for the good of the whole society. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus bled and died. For all who understand Jesus only as a moral teacher or example of pious living, that the Holy Spirit would open their hearts to see that Jesus' death is the reason he became man and to trust that in dying he did everything necessary for our salvation. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The man Jesus was buried. For all who fear death and all who are in mourning, that the Holy Spirit grant them faith to see the death of all who trust in Christ as a sleep from which they shall awaken. We pray to the Lord. The man Jesus physically rose triumphant over death. For all artists and musicians, poets and writers who express hope and encourage our joyful celebrating, anticipating the day when faith gives way to sight. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Into your hands, Heavenly Father, we commend ourselves, we commend ourselves and, for whom we, and all for whom we pray, trusting your mercy for the sake of your Son and our brother, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We give thanks for all we have received, O oh God. Gifts of money, of, of love and time, excuse me, love and time, money and abilities into these bowls and into these plates. We return a portion of these gifts. Bless them who receive them just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Amen. Amen. We're getting close. There we go. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas.
Now, we have an extra seat at the table. You're welcome to join me here. It's a little more intimate, and we have to celebrate the Last Supper together. Okay. You were expecting that, were you? No, didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. Play it again. Don't play it again. <laughs> Have a seat. Go ahead. I'm going to sit down with you. It's not disrespectful to sit uh, with it. It's okay. You can candle out of the way so we don't catch anything. I don't catch anything. I'll <laughs> Have a seat. I'll over here. It's kind of a different view from up here. There we go. Now I'm going to just read this. Is this fine? Mm -hmm. Friends, wherever you are, may our God be with you. May our God be with you as well. Beloved of God, lift your fearful hearts to God. We, we offer, offer them, them to the one who fills them with hope. Alone with family, with ten ears and no voice, let us sing our praises to God. Scattered, we will join our voices and sing to God this night. The hour came, God of imagination, when chaos was no more. As you lifted the cup of creation and poured it out, Stars danced in night skies, cattle lowed in the in the in the medium met in the meadows, rivers flowed down to oceans. You offered us a drink from the fountains of living water, but we reached for the cup of bitterness and anger which sin and death offered to us. You sent women and men to sing to us of all the promises you made, but we continued to distance ourselves from you out of an abundance of caution taught to us uh, by the uh, taught to us. By the temptation, by temptation and death. That is why you decided to send your child to us, because we broke your heart over and over, and you are the only one who could heal it. Therefore, with those who are quarantined by fear, with those we love so much yet remain isolated from, we join our voices in singing your praise. Holy, holy, holy are you, God of the forgotten and afraid. All creation teaches us how to praise your name. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who kneels to wash us with grace. Hosanna in the highest. You are holiness beyond our understanding, God of love, and you have blessed us with the gift of Jesus. He could have remained isolated from us, but chose to set aside glory to become one of us. He could be self-quarantined. He could have he could be self-quarantined himself from our foolishness and quarrels, but he left glory's company to walk with us. He could have worn masks so that he would not breathe in our fears and confusion, but he came into our midst to sing songs of, of yore. He could have spoke before, he could have forsaken the cross, but took it up, giving his life so we would know that we are never alone, even in the most isolated moments, but are surrounded by your resurrection love this night and in every moment to come. As we gather in these moments of isolation, we pray our brokenness be made whole, as we would drink the cup of grace we pray that we would be filled with the hope as we gather around the coffee tables or in our kitchens. We would remember that faith is a mystery. In remembrance, we sit, we sit at the table with our friend. In remembrance, we weep over his passion and death. In remembrance, we long to celebrate the resurrection. In remembrance, we look to the day when we will be gathered together. I'm sorry. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. You were with me. On that night, so long. On that night, so so long ago, 
You poured out your spirit upon your children about to share a meal before scattering from the slave masters and power brokers. On that night so long ago, you poured out your spirit onto the children about to share a meal before they scattered to leave Jesus alone to face death. On that night, now pour out your spirit on these gifts of the reed and the cup and on your children scattered in so many places. May the bread which is broken remind us that we are made whole by your love, even as we seek to be faithful and caring for all those who seem so far apart from us in these days. And, and may the cup from which we drink remind us that we are filled with your grace, so we might be people of hope in times of despair, so we might be people of love in times of anger, so we might be people of peace in the face of fear. You just remain seated there. Okay. I'm just going to stand up for a moment and give this prayer. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took the bread, and giving, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. long days and nights of isolation are over and we are once again gathered as your people we will join hands and dance around your meal singing glory and honor and praise and love to you God of our hearts in every single moment amen and amen Lord Jesus Christ you said to your apostles peace I leave you my peace I give you graciously grant this humble church peace and unity if it is your will amen, amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Now let us offer each other a non-contact sign of peace. I know it's a little funny, but you just wait. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. All right. Always. As always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in this celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today. And pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen. That's right. I did. So what I'll do here is I'll say a few blessings and I'm going to ask you to share with me just like we were sharing bread together. Okay. okay. It's a little different. bring eternal life to us receive it. May the receiving of the bread and cup of life, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy for me protection. 
safe for eternal life. Give a cup of blood, keep me safe for eternal life. You said you take that one out, I don't think he did.
praying with us as well. You hear? We are going to do something a little different just this evening. We're going to dispense of the announcements. I think we've heard enough announcements this week. Okay. We're doing it every day just about. So okay. they are here. I'm going to actually just kind of pass through those here. Actually, I'm not even going to go to them. I'm just going to leave it right at that. Okay. So um, if I can find my program that I've lost. It's right there. There you go. Thank you. Everybody knows the announcements. If you want to know the announcements and you need to know something special about them, Go check out check us out on YouTube or check out the, the uh, uh, podcast. They're pretty much the same every week, except for the fact that this week we are still in quarantine, uh, or self-quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Um, so churches are not having service except with volunteer, a couple of volunteers to help put it on video. So we have a wonderful volunteer here tonight, Deneen. Did I say did I say it right? Deneen. I cannot believe I got it right. I call her D. It's easier. Okay. So D has graciously helped us out exponentially today uh, with, with the service, uh, this uh, um, Maundy Thursday service, and we appreciate everything she's done for us. So, let us first pray for our prayer after communion. Let us pray. God of mercy, your word was the sure defense of Jesus in his time of testing. Minister to us in the wilderness of our temptations, that we who have been set free from sin by Christ may serve you well into life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Of course, now we would normally have what everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements, but I'm just going to sneak that out of here tonight. I promise you'll be back soon. May God lead you to all who are afraid. Follow God into the barren spots of your world. May Jesus lead you to all who look for a friend, a companion in this life. Follow Jesus into all the places where the lonely live. May the Spirit lead you to all who are tossed aside by the world. Follow the Spirit. To the neighborhoods filled with injustice to bring hope. Amen. May the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. The service is ended now. We do have a ceremony here where we strip the altar. Uh, this is, um, I'm going to do. I'm going to read just the first part of this prayer here, and I'm, I'm, there's not a lot of us here, so there's not a lot of, you know, you can't have a lot of parts going on right now, and it takes it takes quite a bit of a team to do this kind of work normally. So we're going to strip the altar. I'm going to read just the first part of this, uh, which, which tells you basically um, what we're doing. Uh, the rest is uh, is the famous part of the Passion, which begins, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, you might want to check that yourself as well. So, we will, uh, I'm going to read this for you, and then we'll strip the altar, and we will leave in silence tonight. Uh, no hymn, no fanfare, just a quiet evening uh, out, and, and tomorrow evening we will return for, uh, for Good Friday. This is the night in which man Jesus was betrayed. After he had ins instituted the sacrament of his body and blood, he and the eleven disciples went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he knew Judas would come to set in motion the events leading to his crucifixion. All the appointments in the chancel are symbols of our Lord, 
the light of the world, the word of God in the flesh, the covering for our sins, and so on. This evening they are stripped from the altar, which represents the man Jesus, just as he was struck, humiliated, tortured, and taken to the cross. As the various items removed, we would be speaking the words of Psalm 22, which I, I suggest that you look at yourself on your own time, which anticipated the Lord's passion and which he seems to have prayed while on the cross. And then we depart into our worship continues tomorrow. Okay, have a seat. Give me a moment just to remove something. Munchkin will be coming out. So anybody get scared, Munchkin's coming out and he's going to make his appearance, all right? Of course, he's not going to help much, but...